You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So in this church, we will teach you spiritual warfare. If you believe that if I leave the devil alone, he will leave me alone, you are sadly mistaken. Jesus calls him the evil one for a reason. He is the evil one. He is not kind. He is not reciprocal. If you leave him alone, he'll leave you alone. He is the evil one. He will attack your family. He will attack your marriage. He will attack your finances. He will attack your health. Any chance he gets. God said, God said, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him. Fears God, shuns evil, holds fast to his integrity. Like of all the people on the planet, of all the people on the planet, God said, this guy is one of the most good, kind, benevolent. In other words, if anybody should be off limits, if anybody should be out of the reach of the the evil one, but that's the one that the evil one went after. So in this house, we're going to teach you that you don't need to live in fear of the devil. That the, the devil may set up some gates, but you can actually kick those gates down. And rather than worry, worry about him taking stuff from you, you're going to learn how to take territory. You're going to learn how to advance and you're going to take stuff that he has stolen from you. Well, what, what's he stolen from me? Okay, let, let me just explain something. Nobody arrives, nobody here has arrived first generation. Every single one of us had parents who had parents who had parents. So every single one of us have predispositions. We have bents, we have biases. Every single one of us unfortunately live in the, the domino effect, the consequences of choices that were made even before we were born. In fact, I am here because of decisions that were made that actually resulted in me being born. I was conceived in a Volkswagen. That's why for many years I drove a Volkswagen and I liked German automobiles. Maybe that's why. My father had to marry my mother because of the conception. I'm kind of glad my mum was pro-life. But what I didn't realize was because I was conceived in lust and immorality, that from a young age I couldn't discern what it was, but there was a bent, there was a darkness in me that it wasn't until I came to Christ when I was 18 that this thing got delivered. I thought it was normal because it was familiar. And it was familiar because it came through my familia. I thought it was familiar because it came through my familia. And so, so you need to understand that more than likely, that there are things that you have let go of. There are things that you have just retracted from, given up on. Well, you know, who am I to think that I'll ever own a home? You know, poverty is all we know. 
Who am I to think that I'll ever hold down a full-time job because in our family, we're, we're always getting fired? Who am I to think that I can break out of the welfare cycle? Who am I to think that I'm gonna beat diabetes or heart disease? Who am I to think? And, and, and too often, we, we allow the devil's gate. We don't allow the evil one. Do not allow the evil one to determine the boundaries. The Bible says, David speaking, he says, the Lord has determined my boundaries and it is pleasant. The boundaries have fallen to me in pleasant places is what David said. Let God be the determiner of your life. Let God be the determiner of your future. Let God be the determiner of the height, the depth and the breadth of kingdom in your life. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Is that all right? You're awfully quiet tonight. I'm not sure if, if I said something that I, I hope I didn't offend anybody, but uh, come with me in your Bibles. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Oh, dear Jesus, I've already blown through. All right, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. It says this, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Everyone say, say the word. But only speak a word, only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. I, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled. And he said to those who followed him, assuredly, I say unto you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. This was a Roman centurion. A Roman centurion wasn't choked by religion, wasn't choked by dogma, wasn't choked by tradition was able to see things from the outside in, see very clearly a kingdom perspective. And he says, many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. As you have believed, everyone say believed. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. The title of my message tonight is say the word. Say the word. <clears throat> the centurion recognized. He said, Jesus, you know, we could do church at my house. We could, we could do church at, we could have your presence. He said, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. I, I got to tell you, I've been in hospital beds where they're, they're, the presence of God fell and we knew that person was going to get healed. We knew that, that the diagnosis was about to get reversed because you could feel the presence of God. But I've got to tell you something that is absolutely amazing is God is not limited to unidimensional healing. He's not limited to just one way of healing. One time Jesus spat on the ground and made mud and put it under the, on, on a man's eyes. Another time he just spoke the word. Another time he reached out his hand and touched. Another time he just cleansed. Another time he said, woman, thou art. Jesus used many different ways. But the Bible says that he healed them with a word. I need you to understand that the word of heaven has power. 
The Word of Heaven has power. Come with me to 2 Kings chapter 7. I wanna, I wanna teach a little bit and then we're gonna open it up and I'm gonna pray for some people and some things are gonna shift over your home tonight. Some things are gonna shift over your world. I apologize if you are hoping for a little sermonette tonight. I don't know how to do that. I apologize if you were looking for a neat little homily, just, you know, some, some, some nice thoughts and, you know, three points and a conclusion. I don't know how to do that. Well, I do know how to do that, but I'm just not gonna do it. Uh, I love you too much. If you're going to spend the time to come to this house, this is a house of breakthrough. This is a house of breakthrough. We will awaken. We will awaken things on the inside. So 2 Kings chapter 7, 2 Kings 7. Let me just explain the background as you turn to 2 Kings chapter 7. Uh, the background here is that there is a severe famine. There is a severe drought in the land. The drought has gotten that bad that people are boiling babies and eating them. The, the, the drought has gotten so bad that the Bible says that they were, they were eating a cab, or they were selling, excuse me, a cab of dove's dung for 30 shekels, and they were selling a donkey's head for 30 shekels. They were eating dug poop, dove poop, and they were eating donkey's heads because the famine was so severe in the land. There's a whole nother message in there that what the Spirit rejects or what is stubborn and cantankerous, people are feeding on, but we're not gonna go there tonight. But Elisha, Elisha stumbles onto the scene in verse one. It says, then Elisha said, and he's in the palace now with the king. The king has torn his robes. Then Elisha said to the king, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned. If you read your Bible, which I highly encourage, You'll find that there is no, no accident with language. The, the, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned, lean not on your own understanding. An officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And Elisha says to him, in fact, you will see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the gate of the city and they said to one another, why sit here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we will die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. And then it says they arose and goes on. What's interesting about this passage of Scripture is that the four lepers have no idea that a word was released in the palace. The, the four lepers were sitting at the gate in Samaria. They have no idea. that they, they were not privy. They were not audience. They were not audibly present to hear a word released. 
This tells me that, that it is possible, it is possible for you to have missed church. It is possible to you to be driving back from Cabo San Lucas. It is possible for you to be out in the parking lot. It is possible for you to be looking after a sick child at home, but because of a transaction in the house of God, because of a, because of a word that was released in the house of God, something shifts over your life and all of a sudden questions begin to change. Why, why all advancement in civilization came with a question. In the trilogy, The Matrix, Trinity sends to Neo new life. It's the question that drives us, Neo. When civilizations were nomadic, the question was, where do we find water? When we were nomadic herdsmen, the question for survival was, where is the water. But we move from nomadic into cities when the question changed. Instead of asking where is the water, we began to say how do we get the water to where we live? And everything changed. Everything changes with a question. But the question, the question on earth is a response to a word that is decreed in the heavens. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in the heavens. Forever, O Lord, your word is established in the heavens. The word in the Hebrew there, settled, literally means when, when, when the Israelite army, when the special forces would take a territory, they would appoint sentinels at the four corners of that territory to guard and protect ground taken. That's the word settled. For every Lord, your word is settled in heaven. When God's word goes forth from his mouth, uh, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And, and as God said, let there be light, the word went forth and the darkness backed up as light came. Because God's word is established. God's word don't need our help. If you read your Bible, which I encourage. God said, let there be light. And then four days later, he got around to creating a sun. God said, let there be light. Four days later, he decided to put a giant fireball in the sky. Why would he wait four days? Why would he wait? Because Lazarus was going to be dead four days. Master, by now there's a great stench, for he has already been dead four days. Hmm. Jesus says, uh-huh. Did I not say to you, Martha, if you would believe, you would see. Lazarus, come forth. The same word that said, let there be light, that didn't create the sun for four days is the same word that says, Lazarus, come forth, because he don't need no help. 
He don't need no help. The most powerful force in the universe is the Word of God. Why do you think the devil made sure to get this out of our schools? Why do you think the devil made sure to get rid of this from our colleges? Why, why, do you, why, why can they study the Quran? Why can they study the Bhagavad Gita? Why can they study every other book except the Word of God? Because the devil is terrified of the Word of God. Because it is not like any other book. It is not just literature. It is the, the written, living, inspired word of the living God. The immutable, the irrefutable, the all-powerful, the almighty word of God. When it goes forth from his mouth, there's nothing the enemy can do. My question is, do you say the word? Because it is as you say. If you say it is no good, if you say it is hopeless, God created you in his image and his likeness to be a speaking being. You rule over the animal kingdom not because you're stronger than a bear, not because you're faster than a cheetah or a lion, not because you're swifter than a gazelle, but we rule over the animal kingdom because the animals operate in instinct, but God gave you a brain and He gave you a mouth. He gave you a mouth so that you could comprehend what the Father is saying. He gave you a spirit to discern what heaven is doing, and then He gave you a mouth to come into alignment with the Word of God and say out of your mouth, the centurion says... I don't need church in my house. I don't need you to come with a great worship team and Josh up there with his Pepsi Cola guitar. He says, I know that's your word because I too am a man under authority. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus marvels and said, not in all Israel have I seen such great faith. The story goes on that the four lepers get down to the Syrian camp. The question changed, man, if we, why, why sit here till we die? If we go into the city, famine's in the city. If we sit here, we die. If we go in there, they die. Let us go down to the enemy's camp. Maybe they'll keep us alive. The Bible says on their way there, the Lord caused the Syrian army to hear the sound of a great army coming against them. And they said, my God, the King of Israel has hired other armies. Quick, run for your lives, flee. So they all fled and they left their tents intact. The Bible says when the lepers got there, they started eating stuff and they started hiding stuff in their little knapsacks. And then they hid thinking, surely they're gonna come. Nobody came, they went into the next tent and the next tent and then they realized, oh my gosh, if we, don't, if we don't go and tell the king, something bad will happen. This is a day of good news. So they went to the gate. The, the, the lepers weren't allowed inside. They were just at the gate. And they said at the gate, this is what we saw, the king of Israel said, it's a trap, it's a trap. What they're doing is they know that we're hungry, they know that we're famished. We're selling a cab of dove's dung and donkey's heads for 20 shekels, 30 shekels, it's a trap. And then some of his men said, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but remember the word of the Lord, you're still leaning on your own understanding why don't you let some of us warriors, why don't you let some of us mighty men, why don't you let some of us who were moved by the Word of God, why don't you let some of us go down? And the Bible says five men went down and they found it exactly as the lepers and they came back and then all Israel went out and they plundered. And the Bible says that the man on whose arm the king leaned 
was trampled in the gate by the rush of the people going out. And sure enough, the word of the Lord came to pass. 24 hours later, a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel. A, a seer of barley and wheat was sold for a shekel. The entire economy changed because of a word that was released. You don't need to fear the loss of the lockdowns, the shutdowns, the economic debacle of response to COVID because you and I serve a God who can speak a word and about this time tomorrow, about this, even if he was to make windows in heaven, have you not heard God said, if you bring the tithe, I will open the windows of heaven. I don't need to make windows. I already have windows in, in heaven. Let me just finish on this. Jesus said this, he said, to what shall I liken this generation? To what shall I compare it to? He said, it is like children sitting in the marketplace. They're playing games in the marketplace. Back in Bible times, the, the, the marketplace happened in the gate of the cities. You entered through the gate. There were people immediately wanting to sell you doves or chickens or lambs or the marketplace was just inside the gate. And quite often the children, because they didn't have daycare, the, the children would accompany mom and dad to mom was selling some of her crafts. Dad was selling some of his goods and the children would play in the marketplace. And Jesus says, to what shall I liken this generation? This generation is like children playing in the marketplace. Uh, they're down there playing marbles. They're playing jacks, whatever. The, they're, they're playing in the dirt while transactions are happening above their heads. They're playing in the dust. Who's got the cooties? <laughs> well, transactions are happening above their head they're completely unaware of. Jesus says, this generation is like that. You're like children, you're playing, who's got the cooties? Do we listen to the Pharisees and Sadducees? Do we believe this church, that church, this movement, that movement, vote this guy, vote that guy? You, we're like children playing in the marketplace completely unaware of transactions happening in the heavenly realms above our head. The Word was released in the palace, but the entire economy changed. The Word was released by Jesus and a man several miles away lying paralyzed in a bed <gasps> gets healed. Say the Word, say the Word, say the Word. At this, at this church, there are moments where you'll get offended. If you haven't been, let me just kind of preempt it. There will be times you will get offended. And the reason is not that we intentionally seek to, we don't, we don't seek to. All I know this is that before truth liberates, Jesus, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So truth liberates, but before it liberates, it first penetrates. When I heard the truth, when, oh, it cut my heart. Every time I've heard the truth, oh gosh, darn it. Truth will always penetrate before it liberates, but 
we've made a decision in this house. There's no way we can present a mature bride to Christ unless we preach the truth. The other motivation for preaching the truth is if I don't dilute the truth of the Word of God, then I won't dilute the power of the Word of God. And we have too many people that need a house who will say the Word because they're eating cabs of dove dung. They're feeding on donkey's heads. They're, they're lepers at a gate thinking death is before us, death is behind us, hopelessness is around us. The moaning and the cry of famine surrounds us. But a word can be released, a word can be released, a word can be released, a word can be released. So I say all of that to say this. Tonight, everything is about to shift. Tonight, everything is about to shift. If you need something to shift in your financial realm, I want you to stand to your feet right now. If you need something to shift in your financial realm, and just, just lift two hands to heaven. Lift two hands to heaven. Lift two hands to heaven. Rudy, and your beautiful bride. I just love the Batiste. You guys are awesome people. What beautiful Gladys. I can't believe you're a grandma. I don't even know if that's true. No, I can't believe you, Rudy the Mexican cutie. The most handsome man this side of Guadalajara. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. I thank you right now. And this is what I see, exactly what you did. As soon as I called your name, I saw Rudy, you held Gladys's hand. And th there is a battle. I do see a battle. I do see the enemy. I see fields and the enemy is trying to reduce your fields because he's trying to reduce your harvest because you've made a vow and you made a decision. We wanna, we wanna sow from this harvest into kingdom. So the enemy thought, well, I can come in and attack and reduce the fields. But this is what I see. The Lord would say, do not fear the enemy. The enemy doesn't have the final word and the enemy does not have the final authority. The Bible says this, and so it's, it's a scripture I really don't like, but I have to abide by it talks in the relationship of a husband and a wife. And it basically says to a husband not to, you know, not to be harsh with his wife, to be kind, to be loving with his wife. He says, you know, because of this, sometimes your prayers are hindered. And I used to think, oh, if I am nice to my wife, God will hear my prayer. And he's like, no, that's not it. The reason it's hindered is because if you're in division in the home, the place of agreement is the place of power. And exactly what you're doing here, I see you holding hands. And the Lord would say, say the word. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He's like the, the you know, the, the threefold cord. The Holy Spirit is going to highlight scriptures to you about territory, about land. And when, they, when you read them, they will comfort your heart. But don't let them, the, the word is not only there to be comfort. The word is also there to be a sword. And the Lord would say, hold hands together and you prophesy. You don't even have to drive across the border. You can do it in your living room. You can do it in your yard. But you can speak the word because you two are under authority. You can say to this, go and it goes. To this, come and it comes. And the Lord would just say, He's taking you now into a season of elevated understanding, elevated revelation of spiritual warfare but it's not striving, it's not pleading in prayer, it's learning how to say the word. You say, harvest come, 
You say resources come. You say finances come. You say contracts come. You say sales come. And then you say go distraction. Go all the things that are coming to devour. Devour you go in Jesus' name. We have tithers right. You go in Jesus' name. Conflict go. Spirit of greed you go. Spirit of division you go. Whatever you I say to this one, go and he goes, to this one, come and he comes. So Father, I thank you right now for breakthrough. Father, I thank you for breakthrough. I speak breakthrough. Chris Brown, over the Brown family, Father, we thank you right now. And I see, I see, and actually I see another release and there's another release and these releases will not stop. They'll just come. Sometimes they'll look like they're, they're just kind of uh, blocked in the pipe, in the pipeline at times, but there's another, there's another raise coming. There's another promotion with the raise coming and uh, this this will be normal in your life this will this will astound you over your life the doors that open and the opportunities that come and the blessing that come because God has watched you you've been faithful in a little therefore God is going to keep giving you much because you keep being faithful with what he he just has to keep promoting you and keep increasing because God gives seed to the sower and because you've chosen to be a sower he's going to keep giving you seed and so you're never going to have a shortage of seed so father I thank you father I thank you right now the Bible says in in Philippians 4:19 that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for breakthroughs. I thank you for financial breakthroughs. I thank you for transactions. Father, I speak the word over your sons and daughters. I declare the word that you've given this house. There's a word over the awakened house that because you're part of awakened, this is your word. Every $1 that was lost in 220 because of the covid because of the lockdowns because of the shutdowns three is going to come back to you in its place every one dollar that was lost the Holy Spirit showed me this every one dollar that is lost three will come back in its place three will come back in its place what do I need to do to do that just believe just believe you believe your way forward believe that word believe that word respond to that word respond to that word really quickly I want to pray for anybody that's got sickness in their body anybody with sickness it can be a terminal sickness anybody with sickness in their body would you just stand and just just lift lift a hand if we can just get some people around the people with their hands lifted thank you thank you Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak, I release the word. That by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Jesus has purchased. Jesus has paid. For you and I to go to heaven, we know we're going to heaven because Jesus paid for heaven with His blood on the cross. But He also paid for your healing with the stripes on His back. Right now we release healing, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows, healing flows. Healing flows. You'll feel a warmth, sir, going right through your body. That's just the power of God healing you right there. Father, right now healing goes through, healing goes through. If you can, there's some, somebody here with a, with, a, with a chronic arthritic condition. God is reversing that right now. You'll feel the pain has gone and that joint is no longer seized. Just move, move that thing around and you'll see there's freedom. There it is, freedom, freedom. Somebody else, it's, I see like fused discs in your neck. God is, God is unfusing and healing that thing right now in Jesus' name. It causes migraines, causes migraines and, uh, and even it's affecting your eyesight. It's, it's all being reversed right now in Jesus' name, right now. 
somebody with a liver condition, the Holy Spirit is healing you now. I'm calling these things out just so that you know that God is, God is at work, God is healing. God is healing, God is healing, God is healing. God is healing, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Last one that I wanna pray for. Last one I wanna pray for before, because they said if I go over time, they won't invite me back. So I don't wanna do that. But I just, just lift your hands to heaven because I don't wanna embarrass anybody. I promise you 30 seconds and we're done. Father, I thank you for your presence. Jesus said, let there be light. God said, let there be light. And we know it was Jesus because it was the Word. Jesus is the Word become flesh. And the Holy Spirit showed me that there, there, there are people and it's like, it's almost been like a blockage of ideas. There's been a blockage of inspiration. There's been a blockage of innovation. There's just been a blockage over your life. You, it's almost like your, your problem-solving faculties have been shut down. You, a year ago, you had ideas. A year ago, you had inspiration. But, but this year, you went from inspiration to almost just desperation to just survival. God did not create you to just be in survival mode. He created you to be in thrival mode. And so Father, I release, I turn that thing around now in Jesus' name. Let again the mechanisms of heaven flow over your sons and daughters. Inspired means to be in spirit. Inspiration means to be in the spirit. You are in the spirit. Father, I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for ideas. I thank you for innovations. I thank you for problem solving. There's somebody here right now. I see, I see an attorney and I see things drawn up and it looks, it looks difficult. In fact, even the, your attorney that you've hired has said it looks bleak. But the Lord would say he's, he will whisper to you and he will speak to you even in the the night and you'll see it all begin to turn around in your favor and there's an inheritance that's it's something about an inheritance there's a it's going to turn around in your favor what it, what looks like is going to be departing from you is actually going to turn around is going to flow back to you I see that favor and I see that breakthrough I see that blessing in Jesus name father I thank you right now in the last one I see just there's some relationships under stress relationships under duress man does not do well in isolation. Man does not do well in isolation. I know my wife is a Christian. Leanne is a Christian. How do I know that? She didn't murder me during the lockdowns. She is a patron saint, I'm telling you. She was tempted. She was tempted, but I got away with it. But uh, because she's a godly woman, but all jokes aside, the devil worked overtime to try and ransack marriages ransack relationships. Just lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I just rebuke the devil. Devil, I command you. The Bible says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. But I also include right now, let no devil, let no demonic force put asunder. Father, I thank you. In every marriage, in every relationship, eyes for one another, hearts for one another, affection for one another. I speak blessing over families, blessing over children blessing over marriages. Father, and I thank you for the pastors of this amazing church, this amazing house, Mike and Katie Yeager. And I just see fresh oil and fresh anointing, fresh revelation, fresh understanding. In fact, already you will have noticed, and it's almost startled you, that there is actually an increase in your ability and your gifting to preach, lead, and communicate. It's like you stepped into something. The Lord would say you, you've stepped in, but but do not think that the, the escalator has stopped. You're, you're at you, you, you're, the escalator is still moving up. It is still taking you higher, still, still taking you great. 
sometimes some of the things that are going to come out of your mouth will astound you and you say, man, I didn't know I knew that. Well, the Holy Spirit speaking through you knows everything and you'll go and write it down afterwards. But I just see fresh oil, fresh revelation, fresh understanding. And Mike, because of the engineering, you're going to see how to, how do we win this city? How do we, how do we dislodge the lies of the enemy? How do we disconnect what the enemy's agenda is? And how do we reconnect people to God? How do we build teams? How do we establish? How do we have multi-services? How do we go multi For such a time as this, God has brought you into the kingdom and daughter of God, daughter of God, daughter of God, you are an Esther to this generation. Bold, knocking on the door, going into the presence, saving a generation, saving a generation. And there's a prophetic on you. There's a prophetic on you. The prophetic, you already are a seer, but the seeing is going to increase. God is going to give you even greater clarity. You'll see in dreams and you'll see in visions. You'll see in pictures when you pray for people. Speak it out, my daughter. Great anointing on both of you. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. I thank you for the beautiful people of East Lake of South Bay. And I want you to know, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you so much. He is for you. He is for you. He is a good God. Only believe, only believe, only believe forward, only believe He has the best things. The Bible says, if God would not withhold His only Son, how much more, how much more will He give you all things that you may enjoy life? The devil's a liar. There's a, there's a, there's a miser spirit out there that says, well, you know, you got to watch churches like Awaken Church. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you that, you know, that God will get you a new house and He'll get you a new car and He'll get you, oh, all of that is, you know, that's that American gospel. That's that. Do you really think that a house is more precious than Jesus? The Bible says, if God not sparing would give His only begotten Son, He didn't have anything more precious than His only Son. You always recognize the spirit of Satan because he always tries to diminish and devalue the sacrifice and the gift that was sacrificed. There is nothing in heaven that was more priceless or precious than the only begotten son. If God would not spare his only son, he has no problem getting you a home, getting you a new car, getting you a better job, getting you healed, getting you. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. You reject those lies. You reject those lies. Amen. Come on, give God a great praise. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.